0: What's up, and welcome back to another episode today. Joining the show, we have current Clemson quarterback Hunter Helms joining the show. How you doing, man? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, just kind of dive right into it. I want to go back to high school, and you obviously put together an amazing career at Gray Collegiate. I mean, your last season there, you put up nearly you know four thousand yards, 40 tu- 48 touchdowns. But what did it mean? What did it mean to play there and play at Gray?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable school. Um, the academics are like far beyond any other school around the area. But um, other than that, like, the sports life, it, like, made me better, just um, being able to go there and the coaches there. Um, it's just a pretty good place for, for anyone to go that if they want to get better at sports and obviously get a great education as well. But um, just going to Gray, you know, I found some friends that uh, helped me along the way just to push me and um, definitely made some lifelong friends there. Um, I just really enjoyed all four years there, and um, had a good career. I uh, was blessed to have a good career in football, and uh, you know just kind of took it day by day when I was there and learned as
0: much of my learned as much as I could from my coaches. Yeah, definitely. Um, there, there's a couple, you know, great games you played there. But one I want to talk about in particular, I don't know if you you'll you'll want to talk about it as much, but uh, I heard that when you were there, you played Wando. And you, you had an incredible game. You put, you, you put up, you went 34 for 35, I believe. And, and you're, you're talking all the smack, but you ended up throwing an interception. That was your one in completion and, and you, and you lost the game to, uh, to, you know, Drew's team and whatnot, but.
1: Oh yeah. That that was Oceanside. Yeah. I remember that
0: Yeah. What was that like?
1: Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a fun game. Um, you know, we, we fought hard and they were a great team and, uh, we knew it was kind of like our, our rival game or whatnot. So, you know, just a little more on, on that you wanted to win the game, you know, and uh great competition. And, you know, we, we kept driving and we were scoring and they were scoring. Um, and, and that pick, I'll never forget it. I mean, we were right there. We were going on the score win the game, um, I think it was about five, maybe seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and, my wide receiver was coming across the middle and I like dumped it to him it hit him right here and just tipped off his hands and, uh, tips or picks, man. So it was unfortunate that, that happened, but you know, I'll take the blame for that one. You know, if I would have just put it right here, maybe mm-hmm. uh, it would have caught it. So like right here, but, um, it's all right though. I mean, I had fun. It was a great game. And, uh, Drew talked a lot of smack, uh, that game, my cousin and, uh,
0: it was a good time. I bet, I bet, I bet it was a family rivalry right there, um, but with, with recruitment, you know, you, you committed to, to Holy Cross um, in, in, you know, 2019, and a couple months later, you ended up decommitting, so why'd you decide to, to commit there, and then ultimately decommit, and like, open up your recruitment process again?
1: Yeah, Holy Cross um, was a great school, and I was blessed to be offered by them, and uh, my father and I took a trip up there, and um, I really enjoyed it. I had an official, and my mom and I went back for my official, um, and it was a great time. And I was kind of young, a little immature, I guess, and just kind of I was wild about just you know official visit, rolling out the red carpet, and um, like oh this is how every day is going to be. And uh, they were just after on the last day they were kind of like hey we have this other guy uh, but we really want you. And at that time, I was like, well, I mean, we try to solidify a spot, Um, and like, and we just—it was kind of like—we came back home. They wanted me to commit there on the spot, and I was like, just give me a day. And came back home and talked to my family. And at the time, we like—I thought that was the best thing. Um, And I love Holy Cross. I mean. Coach Chesney up there, I mean, doing an unbelievable job. I believe they just won the conference this past year. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like uh, they wanted me to do it there because they had a guy that if I wasn't going to commit, like they wanted to go get it. And uh, taking a few, like after committing to Clemson and like a year goes by, like it was kind of like uh, they are kind of like pushing me to commit. And knowing that now, like, I'm glad I came to Clemson. However, um, I still enjoyed Holy Cross, and uh, they're a great great school, obviously. I mean, academics are absurd there. And uh, Coach Chesney, like I said, just did an unbelievable job, and I have all respect for him. And Coach Murphy, the quarterback coach that was there, I believe he's at Rhode Island now. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how it went down. Um, And, I mean, just – getting to Clemson, you know, I was blessed to have that opportunity to kind of be able to come here.
0: Definitely. And you, know, you obviously mentioned Clemson, that's where you go, that's where you decided to, to choose. But you're what I read was you were deciding between uh, two two preferred walk-on spots, which one being Clemson, obviously, and then the other being Michigan. So did why did you decide to choose Clemson over Michigan, and was it an easy decision for you to make? Um,
1: didn't really talk to Michigan as much. Uh, maybe a few letters here and there, but um, the real decision was between South Florida, um, a scholarship to South Florida, and a PWO to Clemson. Um, I was blessed to have other opportunities, uh, turn scholarships at other places. But when it came down to it, uh, those last few days, I just kind of told um, all the other schools, like I really appreciate you uh, recruiting me, and all that type of stuff. But um, this is, this is the places that I'm going to choose from. So I want to do that so they could go ahead and, you know, go look for other people and not just um, to keep recruiting me. And I didn't want to waste our time. And I just wanted to be respectful in that way. But um, when it came down to it, yeah, it was South Florida and uh, Clemson and kind of the same deal, you know, just me and my family just really talked about it. And, you know, I kind of gambled on myself, um, just kept praying and, I just believed that I was going to earn a scholarship, yeah. and um, extremely blessed to be able to do that uh, this past this past year, I guess. Um, but just kind of gambling on my my work ethic and uh, who I know I am, it's kind of what it came down to. And obviously, Clemson and my dream school was was a huge play factor in that decision.
0: Definitely, yeah. You bringing up earning a scholarship, you you got it in December of uh, last year. But what was that whole moment like for you? Like telling your family, like I'm on, I'm on full ride, I'm on scholarship.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that I've dreamed of, uh, making that phone call for years now. Um, I mean, it's just it's just a blessing from God. That's all, it, all it really is. I mean, we were uh, it was during fall camp. We were on the practice field uh, this past fall camp, and uh, Coach Sweeney called me over. And uh, kind of put his arm around me. He goes, "Hey, I'm gonna give a few guys scholarships today." And, you know, my high, my head, I'm like, "Oh, this today the day." He was like, "There's some older guys, and they they deserve it." And I was like, "Yes, sir, they they deserve it for sure." And uh, he's, like, "I'm gonna put you on in January." And like, I just like, I mean, I went through the practice and like didn't want to really think about it. But after practice, it kind of was like, "Wow, like, that really just happened." So uh, that phone call was pretty cool to call my family and. Um, let them know that we didn't have to pay anymore. Cause, uh, I mean, you know as much as I do. I mean, college ain't cheap, man. <laughs> so, uh, but it was it was a pretty cool thing to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, so you you came to you came to Clemson. You grew up a Clemson fan. Uh, your mom was a Clemson fan, I believe, and I I think it said your dad was a South Carolina fan. But you are from Columbia. Yeah. So was it was it a little like a little weird being the guy who's a star quarterback? you know, at Gray in Columbia, going to Clemson? It was more kind of strange to see my
1: dad in orange, to be honest. Because um, he, growing up, I mean, he was a, like, crazy big Gamecock fan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm, I mean, I went to so many Carolina games. And growing up, I was Carolina-Clemson. Like, I wasn't just one fan. Um. To be honest, I was kind of, I guess, biased. Whoever was having a better year, you know, I was their fan. But um, it was a pretty cool experience to be able to see my my family, like on my dad's side, kind of cheer me on for Clemson. And um, like you said, being in Columbia, uh, I thought that played a part in like my decision, but um, it kind of didn't as much because I mean, I talked to South Carolina, after my sophomore year and a little into my junior year, I think. And uh, it was actually pretty some serious conversations there um, with their quarterback coach at the time. He's not there as of right now anymore. And, um, you know, like, I mean, I was excited, you know, talking to my home kind of school, like maybe being able to stay closer to home. And uh, it just didn't work out. And God always has a plan, man. And, you know, being able to – come to Clemson. I mean, I've said it numerous times now, which is a tremendous blessing, but uh, it was a, it was a cool decision being in Columbia and saying, I'm going to Clemson and like, you know, the majority of the crowd is Carolina fans. And, um, but they were, they were all happy for me and uh, always wished the best for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, interestingly enough, your, your quarterback coach, uh, I guess your trainer, Perry, Earth, he, he was a, a South Carolina quarterback as well. But how did he help you with the whole process? I remember he kind of encouraged you to like say, if you want to go to Clemson, you go to Clemson. Like, don't worry about the competition. But, but what was he like throughout throughout it all, too?
1: Yeah. Um, God man, Perry means so much to me. Um, he he's done so much for me. Uh, just teaching me so much stuff and you know, just the sit-downs that we'd have either at his house talking about defenses or at his office. Um, you know, just and all the countless hours that we trained on the field stuff too. So I mean, from that very first day that he uh, had that camp, his one of his first camps. Um, I think it was about like maybe ten or twelve guys out there. To now he's like having like probably hundreds of people at his camps now, and all across the state. I mean, I think he has a few different states with with uh, people that are helping with the QB1 athletics, and um, he's doing a phenomenal job, and I'm. Um, very blessed to have Perry Orth in my life. Um, yeah, he means a lot to me, and he's helped me tremendous along the way.
0: Yeah, definitely. You no, I want to go back to, you mentioned Clemson and South Florida. You were deciding between the two. You ended up going to Clemson. Um, but, you know, a former teammate of yours, Omar Dollison, went to South Florida. Obviously, Jeff Scott was a former OC at Clemson, went to South Florida. So you said you were deciding between them, but was the decision, like, a lot harder than, than than what most people think thought it was, like wanted to go to Clemson over them.
1: Yeah, so it was a pretty tough decision, but it kind of um it's kind of the first time I'm saying this. It kind of just kind of happened uh, on its own. Um I was actually on my official visit to Clemson. Uh it was like I think that's Sunday morning, like the last day of my official visit. Uh I get a call from coach Scott and he was like, uh, cause I had planned. We already had everything planned to take an official visit the next weekend to South Florida. And I was going to make my decision a few days after that. you know, I went to both places, you know, and, uh, he called me. He was like, Hey man, we, uh, we just got to commit at the quarterback spot. And as soon as he said that, I mean, I obviously knew and, um, I wasn't mad. I wasn't discouraged. Um, I was, I was kind of happy for him that, you know, he got his guy and, um, you know, I have nothing but respect for coach Scott and, uh, he's doing a tremendous job building that program down there. And, um, it just kind of played out itself. I was like, okay, appreciate you letting me know coach. And, um, that morning I committed to Clemson and coach Sweeney's office and, you know, the rest is history. You know, I'm here now and I'm, and, uh, just having the best time of my life, and I uh, love it every day.
0: And that in that moment, when you when you received that call from from uh, Coach Scott, like what did you feel? Did you feel relieved? Did you feel anxious? Like what was going through your mind when that happened? Um, I guess I kind of
1: did feel a little bit that that sensation of relief, man. You know, kind of thinking back on it, I haven't thought about it probably since it happened. Um, yeah, it was kind of like like god was just telling me like this is where this is where you're, you need to be this is where you're going um and true and behold here i am and uh like i just said i love it
0: and the, the rest is history the rest is history for sure but when you when you came into when you came to clemson you know your first first year was a little out of the ordinary Right. COVID yeah. was happening. Everything was crazy. Like no one knew what was happening. They the sky was blue. Like it was crazy. But what was that, what was that first year like for you going through it all and, and and joining this team with so much uncertainty happening?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was definitely crazy, a crazy year. I mean, as you know, um, with COVID and everything. And uh it was it was weird, but it was kind of cool seeing the stadiums um either being empty or like having like limited seats. I mean, obviously, you always prefer a full stadium, but, like, uh, it was, like, that weird coolness type thing. Like, it was, like, either nobody in the stadium and you're playing a college football game. And, uh, but that whole year itself was just so weird and um, just so out of the ordinary. Um, You know, we had to do, like, testing all the time. Um, I mean, I remember just getting those things stuck up my nose, like, almost every week. And, uh, but the experience itself was was cool and being able to learn from trevor for that one year was i mean just huge for my for my progression as a quarterback and um you know some of the things that he told me then i mean i still use and take to this day um uh but you know that that experience was kind of like a life once in a lifetime being able to learn from a guy like that um uh, but the whole year itself was pretty neat because it was my first year in college. You know, I'm just this freshman that's just happy go lucky and um, just having a good time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned Trevor. I I was I was watching a video uh, and it was in 2019. And you know, I don't know if you were just saying to say it, but they asked you like, who's your favorite all time NFL or college player? And you mentioned Tom Brady first, obviously it makes sense. And then that next being being Trevor Lawrence. You know, that 2019 year, it was just like. You know, first year and he was obviously incredible for second year, but like what did it mean to be in the same quarterback room with him and, and other talented quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, I mean the room itself I and mean, we had d j Tyson i mean the room itself was just crazy um but you know just being with being with Trevor for that year, i just um my biggest thing for that year was just to learn as much as I possibly could from this dude um it it got to a point where like uh like the first few days you're like oh like dang this is Trevor Lawrence um and then it gets to the point where like you know your your teammates um I mean you're you're training together you're working out together all this stuff and uh like like he'd be watching film sometimes in there alone and like I'd go sneak in there just like go like pick his brain Like, like what are you looking at like what are you seeing um I mean, with a guy like that, like he's been there, done it, you know. So, um, and, and everybody has a dream of, of being able to do the things that he's done. And uh, just getting to learn just a little bit from him was huge for me, like I said. And uh, it was a really cool experience, um, I would have to say.
0: Obviously, you played your first snaps, I guess, I believe it was against the Citadel. But the, the real game that everyone always talks about and, like, kind of putting your name out there was against Georgia Tech. Now, I know a lot of people probably brought that up to you. The media was probably talking to you a lot about that, too. But you had two touchdowns, 74 yards. What did it mean to go out there and, like, actually play the game and just go out there and play college football?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a position that I've been in uh, the past few seasons. I mean, you practice a lot. And uh, those small opportunities that you get to go in, I mean, it's it's a blessing. And you want to take full advantage of it every single snap, you know. So, I mean, that was just – kind of my thing you know when I went in there I mean it was kind of like the perfect day I mean I mean there was like no cloud in the sky I mean it was a sunny day beautiful weather I mean we're we're beating this team and um and we're just having a good time and I get to go in and I go here we go let's do this thing let's rock and roll and it just after play after play just kind of kept developing and like after a few plays I was like oh we're making a drive here Let's keep this thing going. You don't want to stall out. And I was blessed enough to to lead the offense down and, and score. And, you know, that wouldn't have been possible without the playmakers that, you know, we have on the team um, that that make me look a lot better than I am. But uh, it, it was a fun day. It was, like, I mean, just really cool experience.
0: And uh, looking forward to having
1: another one of those this year.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's more to come for sure. But, uh, you know, mentioning COVID year, you ran down the hill for the first time when there was COVID, when there were, you know, there's still, you know, still 18,000, 20,000 people in the stands. Yeah. But, you know, now when you, when you run down the hill, there's packed stadium over 80,000 people there. But did you get the same goosebumps the first time you did as you do, you know, with the, without the COVID happening and everyone there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I've said this in an interview before, but that first time running down the hill was probably more nerve wracking than going into the game. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just so many things that can go wrong, man. You can trip, you can, you can ball. But, I mean, it's it's so cool to be able to do that every week uh, when we're playing at home. And, um, I mean, a dream come true. You know, I've been going to Clemson games, I mean, since I don't even remember, like since I was probably like a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, touching, touching Howard's Rock and as a fan and a um, little kid, like, standing up there and looking out and like dreaming of doing that. And and then being able to do that as a real Clemson Tiger, I mean, it's just a dream come true every every Saturday that we play there. Um, but, yeah, that first time, man, I'll tell you what, I mean, me and that some of the other uh, new guys that came in with me, I mean, we were just like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. But uh, it goes by quick, but you definitely try to embrace the, the few seconds that you're running on that hill.
0: Definitely, the whole the whole bus ride around the stadium is always just always exciting, right there too. But I'm always curious, like yeah, like I feel like someone's gonna roll their ankle going down the hill or, or something like that's gonna happen.
1: I think um I think a kicker maybe a few years back kind of like tore some of his knee or something. I don't know I don't know how how factual that is, but I'm
0: pretty sure that that happened. Well, if that happened to a kicker, that's not that's not a good thing, right there, because yeah, like, the kickers they need their knees, they need their legs. Um, sure but your, but your first year, you were part of the, the playoff experience, you know, going to it, preparing for it, getting ready for it. How much different was preparing for a playoff game, uh, compared to like a regular season game?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, definitely the stakes are higher, but I mean, it's the same thing every week. Um, like coach says, I mean, we're playing Clemson every week, no matter the opponent. Um, you know, if, if we, if we change the way that we prepared, um, uh, who we're playing? I mean, that's that's just not how it's supposed to be. Like we're we're in the wrong, you know. We got to prepare like we're playing for the national championship every week, and then when when that does happen, I mean, we're, we're used to it. We've been preparing this way the whole year um, and stuff like that. But but for that year, I mean, with COVID, it was kind of strange because it was basically just like another away game. Because you know, with the bowl week, the bowl season, we're normally there all week before the game, and that's what happened this past year at the Cheese Bowl. But um. You know going to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. you know we were only there I think maybe a day or two before the game. So it was basically just kind of like a normal away game. Um, I remember I remember it was New Year's Eve I believe because it was me and Tyson we were roommates and like we were looking out the window and there's just fireworks going off everywhere. Um, but uh, it was still a very cool experience um, you know go, being able to go to the the huge dome um, in New Orleans and uh, being able to just, like, be on that playoff stage uh, was was extremely cool and looking forward to being back this year.
0: Yeah, definitely. You mentioned the 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 Cheezer Bowl, and you know this season you, you had 10 wins this year. It was an incredible year. Um, but from a lot of people have been here, and from either I've talked to them or just seeing on Twitter, people said how much fun this past season was. But, like, how much fun truly was it to see, like, all the adversity you guys had and be able to overcome it?
1: It was really cool to see our uh, not only our physical toughness, but our mental toughness this past year, you know, being able to overcome a lot of the adversity that we had. Um, And it's it's something that not everybody on the outside gets to see and maybe that they don't really understand as much. But, you know, we we were we were a team and we had each other's back this year and um, we definitely have that in this coming up year, um, probably even more than last year. Um, and uh, just the camaraderie that we had, and uh, just encouraging everyone, and you know, just fighting mm-hmm. um, was extremely, extremely cool to see this past year. And um, you know, definitely earned everything that we we, we got happened to us, and um, good and bad. But um, just we're learning off of that, and you know, we're, we are. We had a really good spring and uh, just going to keep keep uh, progressing. But the cheesy bowl was, I mean, it was – I'll speak on that real quick. It was just a really cool experience. You know, Orlando – I didn't know how, how cool Orlando was. I think that might have been, like, my first time really going to, to Orlando, not like Disney World, you know. But, um, you know, it was a really cool city. Um, we practiced at the high school. I forgot what it's called, but we would bus there uh we we stayed in a huge place like some nice resort um hotel and uh it was really it, it was really fun we we had fun like we'd go sit in the hot tub at nights um, down by the pool you know it was just really relaxing but i mean there was still a job that you had to do so couldn't have too much fun but we, we had a lot of fun but then after the game we we had a good bit of fun as well so
0: it was really fun yeah definitely you gotta make the most of it i remember i talked to a uh... Jordan McFadden um a little bit ago and he was telling me about the locker room celebration how crazy how much fun that was I remember when I was I was I was actually in the press conference room and I could hear the music playing and, and I heard like you know Meek Mill and I heard the song it was great day to be alive I'm ready to you guys play that every Thursday but, uh, yeah on practice but like how, how much fun was that celebration just like going and like completing the win and and, and really just truly like remembering the season.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. It was just cool to be able to like have that moment with with our brother with our brothers and like coaches and stuff. And it was really cool for Coach Streeter and, and Coach Gowen, West Gowen. Um, you know, it was just kind of them showing everybody that like, you know, we can do this. Mm. Um and just in that locker room, we were just it just celebrated, you know, not only that game, but it was kind of like the whole year. Like we were like, we finished this year off. We we won, we won 10 wins, we had 10 wins. I believe that's the 11th year in a row. Um, so, I mean, just – I mean, it's a huge accomplishment. And uh, to a lot of people, it's like that was a bad year. But, I mean, that that was a really good year for us, um, like, as a team. Um, obviously, that's not where we want to be. But, you know, it was a – I mean, like we said a little bit ago, I mean, just the year itself was – the adversity was – was crazy, and um, the way that we handled it was very cool to see. But in the locker room, it was a great celebration. Um, we we had fun. Uh, it was kind of like like a like like we did it, and uh, we we won ten wins and um, won the bowl game. And you know that's what you want to do. You want to end like one of our goals is uh, win the closer, no matter if that's the national championship, the cheese bowl, um, no matter what it is. So uh, we
0: got that goal done. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you, you, you touched on Streeter, you know, being the was his first game as the OC right there, and it was great to see him celebrate, but you, you've known him before. He was a quarterback coach or, you know, a little bit of passing game coordinator. Um, but what was, what was it like just having that relationship already built with him? He was under the microscope by the media the whole time, but you kind of knew who he was. So like, how, what's he like as a person, but how, how happy did it make you to see him have success?
1: Yeah. Coach Streeter and I have a great relationship. Um, and being able to see him get the OC job was really cool. And all of us in the quarterback room um, was so happy for him. And he's doing a phenomenal job with it, um, not only at the bowl game, but you know, the spring and leading up to the season. But for, for us to see him, you know, with the smile on his face, you know, getting that kind of first one as a real OC, um, it was just, it was a really cool experience. Uh, and just that pure joy and happiness that he had, you know, kind of kind of came towards us. But, I mean, obviously we were all happy. We just won the ball game. But um, being able to see him uh, that happy and just that smile on his face was was pretty cool and we were all happy for him.
0: Definitely. And bringing up the spring, you know, obviously spring practice is important. You had the spring game just now. But what have you been trying to work on, like on your, yourself, trying to get better as a quarterback?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean everything. Um, that's easy to say uh, but if I had to narrow it down the few things it definitely definitely be like kind of the you know decision making stuff I mean uh, just you always want to get better at your decision making because it can never be too good you know and um, it's kind of like everything I mean just you can never stop working on like your footwork um, like your, your film work your, your like your progression your reads and all that type of stuff and um, your, pre- your protections you know being able to flip, the o line, the, the, protections, you know, slide this way, slide this way, all types of stuff, you know, they're all things you gotta see and do like before the snap and, um, being able to get better at that, I think would excel my game. Um, it's in a good spot right now, mm-hmm. but I just want to take it to that, to that next level. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and being able to know just what everybody doing and, um, being able to kind of command, uh, which I'm doing a really good job at right now, but just being able to take it to that next level is what I want to do and um, be a better, uh, more vocal leader. And um, and I did that this spring. And um, but like like I keep saying, man, I just want to keep getting better at that and uh, along with everything else. Um, and I think if I do my part, um, it's kind of like kind of like a given, man. If I do my part, you know, and he does his part and he does his part, and when that all comes together. Uh, it's, it's going to be something special, man.
0: From what you've been saying, from what I've heard, uh, from high school to now to, you know, the first year at Clemson, you have an incredible work ethic. I mean, I remember I even read in, in high school, you were, you were going to school like two, three hours early just to watch film, game plan and whatnot. But where how did you kind of establish that work ethic, you know, at, at a fairly young age?
1: Yeah, I really don't know, man. I mean, kind of just, I think I was just blessed to have it. I mean, I remember working, I'd be like, eight or nine um watching like football motivational videos doing push-ups in the living room um I don't know it just kind of came out of nowhere I think um having such big dreams um I was fortunate to be able to know that that doesn't come without hard work um and my family instilled that in me I guess in an early age so I guess that's where it came from but um you know, I pride myself on my, my work ethic and you know, it's gotten me to where I am and hopefully to to more and bigger and better things in the future. But um uh yeah, I mean, it's funny just rethinking that those days, like in the living room doing push-ups and stuff.
0: You can never you can never start too young. I mean, everyone everyone wants to do some push-ups watching watch, watch <laughs> those motivational speeches. So I mean, you know, I've always seen like on on the on like Instagram or on TV, it's like two in the morning, you're watching those. You know you're watching your favorite quarterback, and, yeah. you know, and I got I got to get on the grind. But everyone's done it. Everyone's been there, done that for sure. Um, but I saw that you also have like a, a merchandise. Like give them, give them hell. I believe is what it's called. Uh, what kind of inspired you to want to make it, but have that slogan and stuff?
1: Yeah. So my last name's Helms. So it's like give them Helms. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like you said. I mean, it's kind of played off of that. But uh, it was just kind of like a funny little thing that we thought would um we thought people would like and it's it's a, it's been a been a pretty good hit for myself and uh my brand. But um yeah I was fortunate to be able to partner with with someone and get a little merchandise and be able to have some business inquiries and be able to do some of the stuff with the NIL. Um I don't do too much because you know I don't want to take the focus off of the main thing, mm-hmm. which is obviously school and football. But you know it is pretty cool to be able to do a little bit of stuff and uh, make a little money here and there. Um, but you know, just it's pretty, uh, pretty fun to be able to do that and have an opportunity to be able to do that for sure.
0: Definitely. So I have a couple more questions for you. But my my first one being, you know, obviously I have to ask. You're around Coach Sweeney. You know, what's what's it like being around him? How is he as a person? Any any crazy stories or funny things he's ever said to you or whatnot?
1: Uh, he calls me Helmsy, um, Helmsy, and uh, he he's, I mean, he's the best, one of the best motivators yeah, probably on the planet, um, obviously one of the best coaches to ever coach football, um, anybody can tell you that, and uh, just being able to to learn from him and uh, just watch how he coaches and handles not only himself, but the, the whole team, Um he has such a high standard for himself and that kind of carries off to, to the team and kind of pushes us to be, be great, kind of like him. I'm uh, blessed to have him in my life and just to be able to learn from him and um, uh, uh, very appreciative for everything that he's done for me thus far and, and for things to come.
0: Definitely. Definitely. My, my last question I have for you, you, you mentioned it a little bit ago too, when you're talking about your clothing brand but, uh, you know, academics, you are obviously, you know, you pride yourself on obviously football and academics. You're a CSM major, which is no easy task for sure. But, you know, I even saw a couple of days ago you won, you, know, you were you won an award for like Clemson Academic Player of the Week or something along with the Adam Randall. But, you know, how, what's it like to have to manage that with football? But also, like, why do you, why do you pride yourself on, yes, the football field, but also what you do outside of it?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of just how I was raised. I mean, my mom was a teacher for 30 years. Um, and you know, you, you just don't want to have bad grades. I mean, I'm trying to put it in a way that like, uh, I mean, yeah, you just, you just don't have bad grades (laughs) man. and you know, it's tough sometimes and, um, like it's kind of like a competition a little bit, I guess, like you want to have that a, um, um, and like when, when other people like kind of slouching down like you want to have those good grades and um I just pride myself on uh it just goes on back to my work ethic being able to study and and I I won't lie I mean I had a few tough um first semesters at Clemson and uh fortunate to be able to pick it be picking it up uh, this this year I believe I have a three four right now with this semester and um uh we have an unbelievable uh staff and and so much help in the Neary academic center at uh in the West end zone at the stadium. And, um, I mean, my academic advisor, uh, Catherine just does an amazing job. Just keeping me on my P's and Q's and, and, and so does, so does the coaches. I mean, they're, they're, they're hands on and, um, like in making sure that we have good grades. Like if, if our grades are starting to slip, like our academic advisor, will let them know. And then they'll talk to us and like, Hey, like what's going on? Like what's going on with this and that? Like they're, um, they're very caring and, just the whole program itself with the academic staff and the, the coaches, they just want, you know, obviously, obviously always have good grades, but, um, but easier said than done for sure.
0: You know, one last story I want to touch on real quick is I remember reading it um, your mom, I guess when you went to visit Holy Cross one time, you went with her and after the visit, you were supposed to take a, a flight to go to Charlotte for a seven on seven and the flight got canceled. You ended up having to drive there through the night to go play, but, what was that like? <laughs> yeah, so that is funny that you bring that up. um That's
1: probably a top five story of mine um, that's happened so far. And so yeah, we were coming back from my official. It's just me and my mom, and I think we we might be in like the. So we flew from flew from Boston uh, to DC, I believe, mm-hmm. and then DC to Columbia, and you know I was gonna I was gonna get there like probably that night at like 10 and just have to be at the school at six. I mean, that, that's, that's slight work um, in the morning and you hop on the bus to go to the seven on seven, but it kept getting delayed in DC. And I was like, Oh crap, here we go. Kept getting delayed. Then it got canceled. And as soon as it got canceled, my heart just dropped. And the first thing that came to my mind is where are the rental cars? And I was like, Mom, we gotta get there. And she kind of knew the same thing. We're like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta get you there. So I like look and then I see the sign and I just book it in the middle of the airport. And I just I'm just full sprint because I figured everybody was gonna go get a rental car because they want to get back to wherever they're going or just to another airport or something. I don't know. So and let alone the other thousand. Other couple of thousand passengers that are in the airport that might want one. Anyways, I get I run all the way to the airport or to the rental car place throughout the airport. I mean, it was like probably five or six minutes just straight booking it, and um, you know, I finally get one. They're like, they're like we have one car left, uh, and obviously, when they say that, like they can just give you any price and just run it up, and we're just like, I mean, we got to get there, so we got the car. And we, she drives all throughout the night. I mean, I might have been seven. I don't know how long, seven hours, maybe eight hours. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I'm sleeping, and my mom was, was a trooper that day. And as, like, as we're starting to take off, I, like, called my high school coach, um, Brett Bethune, and, uh, or I texted him. I was like, hey, you want to do a black house mission? Because <laughs> he was going to have to break in my house. And uh, get my like cleats and my um, the sh- my shirt and all that type of stuff, and he had to pack it back for me because we were staying up in Charlotte, and I still don't know how to this day, because I guess I was telling him that it kept it kept getting delayed, so I guess he figured it got canceled when I said, "Hey, you want to do a Black Ops mission?" He was like, "What do I need to grab?" And like I thought that was so funny, I started laughing, and um, I uh, not to had the story going too long, but he lo and behold, he, he got in my house, he packed my bag, he grabbed my stuff, and my mom dropped throughout the night. And we met, we met my team at the field, um, at like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning that, that morning, directly from the airport. I don't know how my mom did it. Um, but she did. She was a trooper. I love her to death. But uh that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, that's that's funny you bring
0: i mean hey moms are the best they'll they'll do they'll do anything and everything for you it's it's that's crazy to see that that's 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 a great story for sure i, I had to bring it up i had to i appreciate it yeah, definitely but uh, Hunter, um you know if you have any final statements you want to make before before we wrap it up
1: no man i mean i appreciate you having me on you I know mean, it's a great time uh a lot of good stories and uh some memories there but uh like i said i mean i appreciate your time and thank you for having me on